are back with another Arm Viewpoints podcast. And today, we're going to talk about the business of fun. We'll look at the latest developments and trends in the mobile gaming market, including findings from a recent joint report produced by games and esports analytics and market research firm Nuzu and Arm, as well as Arm's role with games developers and predictions on where the gaming market is headed in the future. We're calling this episode The Evolution and Growth of High Fidelity Gaming. With me to talk about all this today is Steve Winburn, Head of Developer Relations, Advocacy, and Graphics Engineering for the client team at Arm. Steve has been working in the game and graphics industry for 20 plus years at various game publishers and hardware developers. He is responsible for developing ARM's strategy, solutions, and partnerships for the gaming ecosystem. He also provides analysis, insight, and foresight on all things gaming and graphics. Welcome to you, Steve. Thank you very much for having me, Jeff. Uh, we're looking forward to a great discussion. So given that we're going to have fun with this today, maybe we can start by talking a little bit about the history of the mobile gaming market and reminding people just how far we've come from the early days in the 1990s. All of this kicked off in, in the kind of the mid to late 90s. People really wanting to take a lot of the great games that we're seeing in, in the PC space and be able to be mobile with them. So when you look at games like Tetris, and things that were very popular, and those becoming some of the first great games to see on mobile. And then, of course, in 97, where where Snake made its debut on a Nokia handset, um, you know, people were really able to play a device and play a game and have that freedom. And over the years, right, when you look at things that, that followed for Wi-Fi and 3G uh, and be able to download and, and play different mobile games until you eventually got into the early 2000s where Nokia was able to put out the N-Gage device. I'm not sure if you remember that, but um, it was a great device. You got to see a ton of new titles from, you know, Space Invaders and Alien Fish and, you know, things of that nature, you know, all pop up. And it was it was one of the first arm molly based devices uh, that popped out in that in that time frame as well a few years later, right before the invention of the smartphone. It was from LG. I believe that was 2007. And and then right after that, of course, in, in 2007 and 2008, you saw the app stores were launched. And that really pushed mobile gaming over the top, especially when you saw what happened with with the GPUs and that nature. And I know it was in 2008 when... Mali became one of the first multi-core GPUs and allowed even mobile gaming to really, really jump to the next levels and be able to take on bigger titles and be able to take on a lot more of the popular games that were out there. And it really made a difference, especially when you look at what the app store is. I mean, there's, you know, millions, millions of apps and games that are available now. And it's it's amazing where we've come as we talked about those, those years of of 2008, you, you look at Angry Birds, you look at Plants vs. Zombies, you look at um, you look at Candy Crush. These these type of games were were amazing, and then Pokemon Go, um, and and all of that all starts like you said back in '97 with Snake on a Nokia 6610, and then it jumps to where. Molly is allowing people to have this kind of power in 2008 to play all of these kind of amazing titles. So it's, it's absolutely astounding when you think about just that short window of time and where we've come from and, and what you can do on a mobile device now. And in the next few years, as you continue to see major graphics updates and APIs with OpenGL, ES, and, and Vulkan and things that have come along at the same time, it's just astounding. And it's going to just simply continue. 
So maybe we can now turn to ARM's role in the mobile gaming and high fidelity gaming market and hear more about what you're doing to support mobile game developers. There is an obvious and an immense appetite from consumers for more powerful mobile devices, being able to support premium experiences, being able to support premium gaming. And that's what ARM is really working on with our Mali GPUs. We're looking to really deliver high quality and some of the best gaming performance and graphics features we can to the mobile space. Mali is the leading GPU and it is really one of the most pervasive across mobile devices. We have over a billion shipped by our partners in the past year, and it's the largest target space for game developers out there. When you look at what what technologies in the Mali, and we look at things like our recent launches for the G78 and the G710, they are simply really powering a whole a whole line of you know mobile devices and and really helping drive gaming trends around graphics performance along premium smartphones and just some of the amazing features that uh, they're allowing developers to to optimize for and be able to bring to market. That along with uh, our mobile studio, it really helps developers tweak and optimize for those devices on, on our tool sets and gives them a very, very positive and strong gaming experience. And that's that's one of the big focus that, uh, that ARM is trying to really uh, enable the market and the ecosystem for. Great. And, and speaking of enabling the market, uh, we talked off the top about a report you've done with Nuzu about next generation mobile games and the impact of cross-platform gaming. Maybe you can tell me a bit more about that. I know in it was the last couple of years, I believe it was about 2017, when you look, as you said, Nuzu and ARM partnered and we did a market report on high fidelity gaming, um, which really showed the mobile game market and the growth potential and just the... Um, the overall places like China and the U.S. And, and then the world. So this year we we wanted to get another pulse check. We wanted to look at the market. We wanted to see what people were thinking and where it was going. So mobile gaming now outperforms PC and console combined. It's the largest market there is. When you think about that, right, globally 94% of all gamers play on mobile now, which has been a growing rate of about 5.3%. And in 2020, almost half of global games and revenues came from mobile, which was a staggering $86.9 billion. The mobile space is bigger than than film. It's bigger than music, and it's bigger than all of that combined. And it's continuing to grow. In this space, China is really the the filling that growth. They're they're the largest, they're the largest market. It has 50% of worldwide revenue there. And North America follows that up with about a quarter. And then you have a splits between Latin America and Europe and uh, Africa, the Middle East, the rest of the kind of the world. So what's amazing, though, is it's growing in every one of those places. Um, so it's it's growing in China. It's growing in in the U.S. It's growing in and these other these other countries where the splits are a little smaller. Um, and that's because of the freedom people have on these mobile platforms and, and because of the technology. The other rising trend across platform games and in the kind of the PC console franchises is all of those are moving to the mobile space, right? They mobile gamers are increasingly looking for those type of experiences on touchscreen devices. They are cons- always looking to see what the next title is going to jump from the the console or PSP space um, and become cross-platform or be playable. And high fidelity mobile gaming is just really, like I said, as you as I mentioned, 
it's growing across all the markets. As I mentioned a second ago, I think China is showing the strongest growth. They've got 70% of the gaming revenues on high-fidelity games, and there's another 40 or 50% in North America. And, you know, it's grown from 33% up to where it is currently in North America, which is amazing, you know, when you think about that over the last couple of years. And then in Europe, it's also grown that it was once, I believe, 7% in Europe, and it's now 37%. So when you look at those those numbers and realize that that your entire your entire player base has changed as well, right? It's not it's not everyone sitting at home chained to a console or a PC. It's people running around on a mobile device on the train, in the street, in the cafe. The, the growth has really been made very possible and very popular because of high fidelity games like Honor of Kings and PUBG and Call of Duty. And when you see those things playable on some of these premium smartphones and things Molly has driven, it's it's amazing when you see that kind of quality, you know, on that device. And I think that's what, you know, people are getting used to and are very thrilled about and why you're seeing that growth. Wow. There's there's two things that jump out at me. First of all, 86.9 billion. That is just yes. a staggering number. <laughs> yes. And um, the other thing that jumps out at me is that the number of titles that you have, as you say, that are making their way um, from, from PC to mobile. Um, and um, it, it also seems like this cross, cross-platform publishing we've been talking about, where publishers are able to port their games to numerous formats at once, is a big part about this. So maybe we can talk a bit more about that and other trends that you're seeing in the market. Sure. Yeah, I'm very happy to. Um, yeah, that's a that's a key one. Uh, like right along with high fidelity gaming, as you mentioned, Jeff, it's you're seeing more and more PC and console publishers and and titles focusing on mobile gaming. They realize a that's where the revenue is. They realize a that's where the players are, or b that's where the players are going, um, and they're they're also they're being you're seeing those titles that can be created on mobile with you know minimal effort with some of that IP right they've they've found the ability now to build something once and have it stretch across multiple platforms or they've been able to now because of the performance of the devices bring able to bring that IP with much less effort over to a mobile device especially with the current generation of high performance on premium phones, right? It's, it's really lowered the barrier for entry there. You have the ability to have, you know, a, a game like I talked about in PUBG be playable on some of these premium devices where a few years ago wouldn't have happened, right? You, 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 would have, you wouldn't have been able to have that kind of performance. And, and that's been, you know, amazing. And some of these studios see it, right? These, they recognize the whole value of the mobile market, um, you know, when you look at some of the examples and some of the partners we've worked with, you look at King, <clears throat> they've done, you know, titles on on console like Crash Bandicoot. They moved that over to mobile and it was because of the performance in the mobile on Mali. It was because of mobile studio allowing them to have those tools. Right. And it, so it brought the game to a whole new audience and it brought that, um, you know, that are no longer on consoles or maybe maybe never even saw it on a console. And, and partners like Wargaming, um, who've had really dedicated PC titles, if you think about a lot of their World of Tanks and, and all of those things, uh, mobile has basically given them the ability to deliver an entire new style of gameplay and, and uh, full-size experience of that game on a mobile device that they never thought was going to be possible because it was always on a PC. And, you know, those are the type of things that these studios are, 
are thrilled about. Or you, you look at another partner like Riot Games. Um, they were always PC only, uh, and they only published PC only. They have three titles on mobile now, and their entire future strategy is looking at mobile because they can offer more handheld gaming you know, than consoles. And they realize that that's where the market's leading. So it's, uh, it's really great times. And uh, to be able to have that you know, all coming down with cross-platform along with high-fidelity gaming is just, um, just outstanding. I can't wait to see what's next there. So I imagine a key part of this, the future success of what you're describing in mobile gaming is ARM's engagement and your role with the mobile game developer community. So maybe you could talk a bit about what ARM's doing in that area. When you look at this space, um, it's a very, very diverse market, as I'm sure you're probably aware, right? You, you have... Um, you have developers and publishers all looking for a different piece of that pie. And so with RIP, ARM is looking to deliver, you know, a total gaming experience, right? We are trying to work with the game engines. We are trying to work with studios. We are trying to work with developers and publishers and really optimize the gameplay and performance on mobile through various new graphics technologies, through our tools like Mobile Studio, through our developer education resources. We take great pains to be able to tie other developers together, too, on sharing these type of best practices and, and drive the market that way. So it's, it's allowed us, like I said, to use Mobile Studio and, and help game studios like Wargaming and King optimize their games for mobile, as we just talked about. It's allowed us to reach out to a studio and say, hey, hey, here's a best practice if you didn't know how to do this and give them kind of an edge doing that. And when you look at things like, as we, as we mentioned a minute ago, or I mentioned a minute ago, um, uh, you know, you look at Wargaming, Mobile Studio basically um, let us help Wargaming with its CI workflow, right? It, it brought them out some tremendous cost savings. It fixed their performance. It helped them target you know, the entire game to mobile for that. And it was, uh, it was kind of a great achievement because previously they wouldn't have ever been able to manage that on their own. And being able to do that with our tools and our technology and our developer education was beneficial not just to them, right? It was beneficial to the whole market and the players they brought and beneficial to ARM as a whole. And the same thing goes for partners when you look at King, and, and what we were able to do with them for Crash Bandicoot, the performance the performance gains were really significant. You saw, you know, not just jumps in frames per second, but the graphics were sharper. The gameplay was, you know, you didn't have the, the, the lagging that would go on in a lot of mobile devices. So just being able, like I said, to help them optimize for RIP, help them use our tools, help them be able to reach new markets. It's really, really helped us grow the community. It's helped us improve the ecosystem. And it's helped us bring mobile gaming to everybody. And, and that's the whole that's the whole part, you know, that's the, the, the best joy of that is being able to realize that, you know, people who who didn't necessarily play or didn't think they could do it on a phone now can and to see them have that kind of enjoyment and bring these other titles to the market has been just uh, just wonderful. And then you look at our partnerships, like we talked about with the engines. We've got a great partnership with uh, you know Unity. They power fifty percent of the game content across all platforms, right? They deliver they deliver fabulous software and tools, and 
And so we have gone in with our developer education from that side uh, to provide a lot of Unity developers gaming best practices, artist best practices, lighting best practices. We've also helped with uh, innovations on such things as DOTS, which is Unity's data-oriented technology stack, uh, along with their universal render pipeline, which has enabled developers to really handle some of the complexity and requirements of operating and creating games. We've been able to focus that, that way with a major engine developer on our developer education and provide that kind of input. And um, we've seen that uh, have some just uh, some great reach and the partnership's been invaluable. And, and that's how we're trying to continue to grow things just across the entire community. Wow, you've outlined a pretty exciting here and now. So why don't we level up and then talk about how the high fidelity gaming market evolves in the future. What really excites you as we look ahead to the next few years? I, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of, first of all, a lot of the, the PC and console titles continue to come to the mobile space. Um, that's one of the first things that excites me. When you start to think about a lot of things that have always been restricted and you'll now get to play that on you know a mobile device, that's just pretty amazing. When you look at those titles moving over and you see these premium experiences happening, you're going to notice that, you know, cloud gaming is rolling out more. You're going to notice that 5G across all these global networks are enabling people to not only finally have an internet connection, right, but it's going to open their whole world to what gaming does and see how that kind of enjoyment. You're going to end up having, you know, tremendous ability to have multiplayer events and tournaments without without that kind of lag, you're going to see a very disruptive service to the PC and console market when I know I have a device in my hand that has 5G and I can play like I'm home, you know, hardwired in on my console. That's going to really change the way everybody looks at things. You're, you're going to also see the social activity, I believe, continue to change, right? It's going to have interactions with people communicating with other players around the world and how we talk and interact with people. It's going to just, um, and, and I think when all of that happens and we get into more AR and AI and we have those immersive evolving game experiences, you're, you're going to continue to see the world shrink, if you would, right? Of, you know, when you're in that, you're in that environment, you're in that game, the whole world is going to become a little smaller being able to talk to everybody around you, which, which is really, which is really great. Cause you know, the closer we can all get and we can all uh, maybe work a little smarter <laughs> together on these things, but you're going to continue also, I think you're going to see graphics quality, like, you know, CG that you see in films or animation. You're going to continue to see that be powered by mobile devices as, as the technology continues to prove as games move, as 5g is enabled, as Molly continues to become more powerful um, and the GPUs, you know, uh, uh, definitely continue to pick up feature sets. Ray tracing will become important. Mobile gaming will open up to a lot more of these realistic graphics and post-processing effects. You will see better lighting. You will see more complex geometry. You will see uh, better shading and textures and particle effects, etc. There's there's just a ton of this kind of stuff that will continue to um, to roll into mobile gaming. You'll start to see the blend eventually between AI and VR and AR gaming as those things become powerful enough, the devices are more powerful. You see these features on the phones. You see that that film quality type of feature come to, um, you know, come to this kind of device. And these are these are all the things that we think about here and we look at. And what ARM is really trying to design its premium, 
you know, and Molly GPUs for so that we can enable the market for when this happens. Very impressive, Steve. I can't wait to be able to play all those amazing games on the platforms you described. Clearly a great deal of fun lies ahead. And don't forget to take a look at ARM and Nuzu's in-depth report about the current status of the mobile gaming industry. Please visit the Gaming Solutions page on ARM.com. That wraps up this episode, and we look forward to providing more cool glimpses into the future soon in the next episode of ARM Viewpoints. Thanks for listening today. We hope you enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.